The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another exciting edition of the WCBA, powered, of course, by Evergy. First, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate you checking us out. In the house, Foreman Law. That's what's up, my best homie. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Not everybody is your friend. No, he is, for certain. Oh. Sam, tell him. Yeah, what she said. I still don't understand it myself, but she has decided to be friends with me, and I count that a high honor. I think you need to look at that differently. (laughs) You flip that. Oh, my gosh. Politely decline. Welcome to the show, Sam Foreman. Thank you. Welcome. We are excited to have you here. Could you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So uh, my name's Sam Foreman. Grew up in Topeka. Was fortunate enough to land down here in Wichita. Love this place. Well, I just love being here. My my wife and I have been married just a little bit over 10 years. Okay. Meg is what makes everything about my life awesome. She's just amazing. Excellent. We have two wonderful boys. The oldest is five. That's crazy. He, Yeah, I know. Like, I've got a really interesting alternative energy idea for Evergy. We'll talk about it offline. Okay. <laughs> I'm still unclear, on, <laughs> still unclear on, like, the ethics and definitely the legalities of it. But okay. it involves, like, toddlers bouncing off of walls. So that's, oh, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. Jump ahead for that one. Yeah. And, and then we've got an almost 17-month-old who just recently started saying mommy. Oh, man. Which I would like to note, it took him longer to say mommy Uh-oh. than it did for him well, to say go cats. Yeah, I know. Meg is not going to be... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're in trouble on that one. <laughs> oh, no, I know. <laughs> Do like, we need I, to edit I that? Fully own it. <laughs> there is, yeah, there's God. just, yeah. Uh, when he said go cats before he said mommy, like I knew I was. I like cats that. like K-State? That's yeah. right. You yeah. heard it. Oh, good yeah. See, he's Lord. raising good kids. Yeah. Well, I, I'm doing my best. Cool. I missed on the first one. Yeah. He's all of you all the time. He's team mommy, so okay. the other one's also team mommy now. So I don't know I which one's worse, actually. Now it's over. K-State, OU, they might be equal. I mean, Sam, you have, uh, he and I have known each other for a number of years, and we were both part of YPW. But Mm -hmm. let's talk about your move to Wichita. Why Wichita? Yeah, so for me, it was all about a job. When I graduated from law school, it was 2011, Mm -hmm. and this was on the tail end of the 2009 recession, which flooded the law job market with lots of talented folks from larger law firms. They were getting gobbled up by a lot of the regional mid-sized folks. And so there just weren't a lot of opportunities. And by the grace of God, something opened up here in Wichita at a great firm. And they're like, hey, 
this is what we're looking for. And their job description read like my resume and it was just a wonderful opportunity. So very blessed and fortunate to be here. That is awesome. So you, let's go back to that just for those who don't know who you are. What type of law do you practice? Only the good kind. Only the good yeah, kind. You know, business law. Business yep, law. Yep. So we work with a variety of businesses from formation through a full life cycle of needs. Our big focus these days is on working with folks who are buying and selling businesses. Mm-hmm. Really enjoy helping people unpack the chaos and the complexity and make it simple and actionable for them. I love that because it can seem overwhelming when you're yeah. buying a business or if you're selling a business. No, absolutely. You've got the relationship dynamics. You've got, if you're the buyer, you've got a lot to learn about that business to make it work for you. You've got new relationships to create with your new team members Uh and customers. And it's a lot. It's like working. We tell folks it's like working a second job when you're in that deal process. And, but we love working with folks through that process. Have you always done business law? Yep. So out of law school, first law firm you worked with, you did contracts, Yep, a lot of contracts, a lot of business law stuff, helped people set up their businesses. Got my first exposure to mergers and acquisitions or M&A work, working with buyers and sellers. Mm-hmm. Got amazing mentorship there. Just learned learned a ton of stuff. Got to work with a lot of entrepreneurs. Yeah. It was just a ton of fun. And then what made you decide, you know what, I think now's the time. I want to have something with my name on it. Yeah, it was ego. No. Uh, <laughs> That was nice. I knew it. I I pride myself on being a very humble person. And so for me, the the thing that drove us to start the firm was my wife, Meg, and I, we went on vacation, which is a great place to get enough space to think about the things that matter most. And it was at a time where we were very fortunate, our client base, my client base at work was growing rapidly, but it was creating a lot of pain points because I wasn't able to keep up with it. Mm -hmm. And we just needed help. We needed a way to do things differently. And I was just working all the time. Uh, Mm -hmm. And if you're working all the time, what is it for? On my personal scorecard, if you're working all the time and you don't have margin for anything else. Yeah, decline a couple calendar invites from me during that time. And I was not happy about it. Yes. I would like to personally apologize. In the past. Okay, but I think I was the reason he started this firm. But let's go to that. Oh no, that was that was my next point. That was my next point. Yeah. Nice. No, that's really awesome. Yeah. And so you decided to open up your own firm, and you decided to locate where. Well, as with all good startup stories, it started above a sushi restaurant uh-huh. downtown. Yeah. Our first office was, it was a small office, one room above Wasabi down on Douglas, which if anybody's looking for great sushi, reach out. I would love to join you because I love sushi. Yeah, so I'm down delicious. with that. <laughs> really yeah. down with that. Yeah. And then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we moved to the Farm Credit Bank building. Up the street. Yep, that's where we are currently, just up the street from here. Yep, got a great view of the river or the keeper. Couldn't ask for a better spot. So, yeah. love it. How many yeah. square feet? Oh, I don't have any square feet myself. They're normal shape. But, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what they like, do? jokes. Yeah, no. Can we cut that? Can we edit that part no, out? Like, no. Oh, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was good, actually. Uh, <laughs> Took it, me a minute, it, but you're giving I, me too much credit. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, it's about 2,800 square feet. Whoa. Yeah. From a yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we were real smart. We decided to sign a lease for much larger, more expensive space in March of 2020. <laughs> mm. Which, yeah. for those who are keeping yeah. track at home, that's like we. It was like a week after we signed the lease that the lockdown started. Damn. Yeah. Which, yeah. in retrospect, actually was was a perfect time for us to sign the lease because there was all kind of build out that needed to occur and so we were able to work from home for a couple of months while that was going oh, on okay so the timing ended up better than it may have sounded like initially but yeah that was a weird season to go through yeah. for sure well you've made it out of that season <laughs> we're not dead yet yes yeah, so you successfully made it from out of that can you tell us during that time you were working with businesses who were mm-hmm. really being affected by right. that period of time so right. could you talk to us a little bit about that Yeah, no, it definitely created some new dynamics. We had a lot of clients that were more hesitant to start stuff. But, you know, the pandemic was a weird season because there were some folks where their businesses never performed better than they did during the pandemic Mm. just because of the nature of what they did and how they responded to those pressures. It really reinforced for me the observation that whenever there's people that are in any kind of difficult situation, there's always an opportunity to help. And if you can figure out how to help people really well, your business is always going to do just fine. And that was hard. That was hard to really allow that to sink in during that time when it felt like the sky was falling and Rome was on fire and, yeah, everything else. But I'd love to mix more metaphors if you (laughs) like to join me for the aftercast. Aftercast. (laughs) Nice. So how many folks you got over there at Foreman Law? Yeah. So we've got four total team members, including myself three attorneys, and then the person who does all the hard work, that's Alina. She takes care of all the important stuff. Okay. Excellent. And now that you're rolling, what kind of culture you got? Oh, man. I think we've got an awesome culture. We've got really amazing team members. Couldn't ask for a better group of people. We really want to prioritize wellness at the center of our experience for folks. That's a critical component, especially in our industry. I mean, all industries, but uh, the legal industry is notorious for creating toxic work cultures, idolizing being a workaholic as Mm -hmm. the pinnacle of our career. And we reject that fundamentally. And part of doing that is creating wellness at the center of the experience, as well as designing a business model that reinforces our culture. Because at the end of the day, the culture is going to respond to the strongest incentives. And those are most often centered in the business model. And so for folks that really want to have a culture that thrives on wellness, that really prioritizes people at the center of the experience, if you're not willing to rethink your business model and how it harmonizes with your culture, you're not going to be as successful as you need to be in that endeavor. Yeah. Excellent. You just said a lot there. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. really did. It, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. uh, that is so critical. And I know it's still Don's coming up with questions, but can we just mm-hmm. unpack that a little bit? Yep. Sure. Because you said something about a culture of idolizing being a workaholic and you mm-hmm. rejecting that. That's right. critical. Because when you think about mental health. Oh, absolutely. How do you, how, can you talk about that and why yeah. that's important? And just personally, I know yeah. that if you don't decompact that, it can almost take you over the edge. Yeah. So, And in my case, it almost did take me over the edge. I never thought of myself as somebody who was going to struggle with my mental health. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was always for other people. 
And then not during the reset, not during the pandemic, but at the very tail end of it, everything caught up with me. The years of overworking and burning myself out and I would say robbing from Peter to pay Paul, but it was really robbing from Peter and then robbing to Paul and then lying to them both Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, about how much I was working. The realization hit me. I'm giving my family leftovers. That's really how it was. But the stress and the pressure of those years of overworking myself, which a lot of it was driven by my choices within the traditional law system, Mm -hmm. coupled with starting a business, coupled with the pressures and the drains of going through a business, starting a business during a pandemic. We started six months before the pandemic started. All of that caught up with me, and I just, I almost didn't recognize myself. My wife was like, I don't really know that I know this version of you. And Mm -hmm. I got into therapy, and I worked that really hard for a year. And it just, it was such a formative experience in my life. It's given me a much deeper appreciation for the central role that mental health plays in being a really good human and the empathy that we need to have for others when we're interacting with them and they're behaving in a way that we don't like or we don't understand should give us pause to try to ask the question, what happened to you? What's going on to think deeper below the surface so that we can act with more empathy? But then as we design our businesses in a way that Um, best reflects who we are as people and our core values to really think about how we help model this as leaders. I've tried to be very transparent with our team about my personal struggles and what I've done to do it. And when I have times come up where I feel like I'm reaching an edge of burnout or where I feel like somebody else is, we just have a very transparent culture around it. We want to normalize discussions around people making healthy choices Mm -hmm. and remove the stigma that so often accompanies things like mental health. You wouldn't treat somebody as lesser because they needed to go see a doctor because they had some physical ailment. Why would it be any different with mental health? That's just one other dimension of our overall health and wellness as human beings. Very, I appreciate you sharing that yeah, story. Yeah. It's That's very interesting how many folks talk about mental health on this podcast. Yeah, it's real. We truly appreciate you sharing that story. I think it's we need to pay some bills up there. No, oh, well, it's probably time to hear a word from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back, friends. Bring it More on. from Sam Foreman and Foreman Law. At Evergy, seeing energy differently starts with thinking differently about its impact and then committing to doing better every day. As we continue to expand our investment in renewable resources, capturing more wind, gathering more sunshine, we're able to generate power that's cleaner and provide it to you more affordably. Reliable, sustainable, affordable energy that puts you first. That's everything to us. Evergy, the utility company. Not everyone can upload an entire image library while directing a photo shoot and managing online bookings while capturing the perfect expression. But you have what it takes. And at Cox Business, we have what IT takes. Visit coxbusiness.com for details. All services subject to Cox Business general terms. Welcome back, friends. We are here with Sam Foreman and Foreman Law. We're talking a little bit about his business and what he has going on at the law firm. But... As you might remember at the beginning of the podcast, he shared that he moved here from Topeka. Really smart guy, like one of the smartest guys that I know, which I thought when I first met him that he must have attended Southeast High School (laughs) (laughs) because of that, but he did not. (laughs) Thank God. Oh, my God. If I had been in Wichita, I would have been fortunate to have attended Southeast. Oh, don't do that. So wonderful. 
<laughs> but no, <laughs> Sam and I, we've talked about Wichita and being in the city and how we can impact the city. And he's done a wonderful job impacting the city. I, yep. I'm curious from your standpoint as an entrepreneur and young-ish professional. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I concur. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think is missing from the Wichita business ecosystem? Or what can we do to help it evolve? Good question. Yeah, that is such a great question. Some of the things that I've spent the most time thinking about on my own business, and I think that they extend to a community level, is the importance of culture. For us as a business, culture is the critical component because it's going to sustain the values and the outcomes that we're trying to create in our business and in our industry into the future much better than just simply incentives could do. Mm-hmm. And I think that we've got so many positive building blocks in our local business culture already. But what I'd like to see added to those is a little bit more resiliency. And I think in certain sectors, a higher appetite for local risk taking. Yeah. There's a real critical need to develop the learning assets that are critical to producing the next big ideas are community is built around people taking big risks. Mm -hmm. We see them flying overhead all the time. That wouldn't have happened without people having the vision and being willing to take the risks, but they didn't, it wasn't just the first risk takers, but we wouldn't have had the second and the third and the people that built Spirit Aerosystems if we didn't have the first folks that were willing to crash a plane out in a and a farm and then go take their engineering skills that they developed working on tractors and turn it into flying machines. We've got to think about the tree that we're going to plant that we may not sit under the shade of, but maybe we will. And we've got to continue to have that mindset that we're part of a long arc story and we got to keep putting in our piece because we're benefiting from the piece that somebody else put in before us. Yeah. But that's critical. We've got to get there. We've got to do it more consistently. Well said. Well said. Very X. So what? you, this <clears throat> is not the first podcast you've been on, on. And in fact, you have one of your own. Indeed, I do. Indeed, <laughs> you do. So tell us what that one tell is. Tell us. Yeah. So I've got a podcast with Jacob Wayman. That's the How to Buy or Sell a Business Successfully podcast. We really want to help educate folks about how deals work, whether they're on the buy side or the sell side. There's a lot of first-time buyers and first-time sellers, and we really want to help empower them with information so that they can have a great experience with their deal. For me, a lot of where my heart is at is want to do good things for the community and whether people want to hire us or not to help on their deal. If they have a better experience, they're going to create more value. They're going to do better deals. And that's good for our community in the long run. I love that. You're so selfless. (laughs) And then, so anything else coming up with podcasts? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going to start another podcast called Breaking the Law. Um, I'm all about branding first and substance second, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. (laughs) But that's really where a lot of my heart is at with our business is we want to have a successful business, but we really want to change, be part of changing our industry. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that's wrong with the law and the practice of law, the industry of the law. And there's a lot of folks working to change it. We want to be a real active part of that movement, especially here locally. What that podcast is really going to focus on is how 
the law often breaks people. It breaks the people that work in the law. If you look at the data, the incidence of mental health challenges, of substance abuse, of so many depression, anxiety, so many negative outcomes is much higher in the legal industry than it is in so many other prof- in so many other fields. It ranks very high among all professions in those outcomes. And those aren't those aren't good outcomes. And then you have law firms walking around saying, hey, we're good for family, we're good for health, we're good for wellness. But at the same time, they're saying that out of one side of their mouth. They're also talking out of the other side of their mouth with, hey, but we still need you to work 2,000 billable hours this year or 1,800 billable hours this year while taking care of your kids at home and Mm -hmm. checking all these other boxes in order to advance your career. And that's just a recipe for poor outcomes. And when you have good people that are working hard, you design your incentive structure around things that create pressure points for them personally. Yeah, that creates worse outcomes for the people they interact with. And then you put unhealthy people, unwell people in the law, and you create bad results with the law. And so we want to talk about how the law breaks people, how it's broken. And then what we really want to want to do is bring a message of hope about how we want to break the law. We want to break away from how the traditional practice of law is really executed on because there's a better way. We don't want to be about big law, which is kind of the standard of success for a lot of people. We want to be about better law. Excellent. Just one question before we get into a couple of fun things we're going to do. Five years from now, what's Foreman Law going to be looking like? Well, like all good law firms, we're going to exist entirely in the and exclusively in the metaverse. She's off the chain. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I'm so glad you asked. Let me stall while I think about a good answer. What I would really love to see us be in five years is, first and foremost, have sustained our current culture. And we've got a really healthy culture that I think creates a lot of opportunities for our team in the right ways. And I really want to see that at the core of the experience that we deliver for our team and for our clients. And then I'd really love to see us have figured out the the growth model to take what we're doing and be able to scale it to a point where we can create enough pressure on the market to drive the changes that we want to see from an industry perspective. Because a lot of where my heart is at, aside from just building a successful business, is to do it in a way that creates a virtuous cycle, Mm. where our business succeeds by creating good in the communities that we serve, uh, by creating good for the clients that we serve, and by doing things in a way that transforms our industry. And our industry is so driven by talent and the availability of talent that my theory is that if we can create scarcity in talent by growing to a size where the best talent wants to choose an experience with Foreman Law or others Mm -hmm. that are like us, that we will create enough pressure on folks who currently don't have pain points, not meaningful pain points, to change what they're doing in ways that at least I believe are for the betterment of our industry and our communities and our families and the people that we serve. So that's, I know that's not a very thick answer, but that's, that's how I think about evaluating success into the future. Excellent. And it's your answer. So that's what we're here for. So I'm going to get into a couple of things. We got a box here that he brought it, Sam brought in, and I'm going to give you a play-by-play on whether Ebony likes it or not. I already like it. It says Booyah. uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So So, that's step one. Yep. She's opening up the box. Oh, look at this. There's a lot of branded material. There's a lot of... Not branded material. (laughs) With Legos. (laughs) And there's ideas included. (laughs) 
I need those. <laughs> and lots of jelly beans, which I well, love. Why use packing peanuts when you can have jelly beans? Why use peanuts? Packing oh. peanuts. And here's some delicious Reverie Roasters coffee, wow. which is my favorite. Okay. So I appreciate yeah, she that. Has, this is yeah. a win. She has her own booth at Reverie, I believe. And here's some stress toys. You don't need that. <laughs> I do, Especially in your, in your job. stresses me out. My gosh. Being here is. Thank you, Sam Foreman. Thank you, Sam. Sam Foreman Law Firm. Wow. Shout out to the other associates at the firm. And yeah. The, Mike McPhee, Nicole Phaneuf, really grateful to work with them. And Alina Blevins just makes everything work really well. So Yay. we're, we're lucky to have an awesome team. All right. Well, you got that. Apparently, you passed the test. So <laughs> I've seen her receive, not gifts here, but I've seen her receive bad gifts, and it's not a good day. So oh, man. She, yeah. You know, well, her, yeah. Thank, her thank facial you for expression. <laughs> her facial expression was good on this one. So, yay. Yay. Going to do some word association. I'll give you one word. You give me one word back. It's not wrong because oh. it's your word. Are okay. you ready? Yep. Of course you are. You're Sam Foreman. Leader. Mm. Culture. Success. People. College. Doesn't help that I'm a perfectionist on certain things. <laughs> <laughs> College. Uh, work. Okay. Failure. Yeah. Hope. Entrepreneur. Learning. Wichita. Home. Vacation. Cancun. Ooh. <laughs> Hero. Mm. Meg Foreman. Aww. Boom. Meg. Wichita Chamber. I know that's two words, but you get the drill. Who? Um, progress. Family. Love. Fun. Booyah. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Still word. Last but not least, you got to tell the truth. Beverage. Kombucha. Ooh. Mm, that sounded bougie. What? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's been properly aged and fermented with the finest local fermentation techniques. Is that a beer? Kombucha is a fermented tea-based drink. It has oh. a lot of probiotics in it. We have some on tap at the office. You'll have to come by and try some. On he does. Yeah. 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 We also have local craft brew on tap. That's the reason I go. Yeah, we can. Yeah, come on by. Yeah, yeah. please do. Standing invitation. It mm. is. Now, y'all, y'all you can will come. be billed. Yeah. <laughs> Ebony, that is in the fine print. <laughs> wow. That is below the confidentiality display. That is cool. <laughs> no, he has a pretty cool Are um, you serious? Oh, my God. Yeah, we got it. Legos in the conference rooms. Legos. Yeah. yeah. Nerf, we also have a Nerf gun cabinet. but It's true. It's, it's been true. a while since anybody's broken into that. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. very cool. Thank you for coming through that's yeah thank you for having oh me oh my yeah. god that is i can't get over that. Yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry sam Close foreman it. for you Wrap it up. <laughs> good lord well, thanks for being here sam it's really been wonderful to catch up hey thank you so much for having me and thanks for all y'all are doing appreciate it guys you can catch sam foreman at goformanlaw.com or on any of his social media platforms if you would please make certain you like today's podcast and share it with your friends or circle of influence or someone who may need his assistance till next time peace the wichita chamber business accelerator is brought to you by the wichita regional chamber of commerce and is powered by evergy Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. 
For more information, visit ictpod.net. The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.